from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what it truly means for two to become one and be unified in marriage. And we're going to start today with this quote from poet Maddie Stepanek. Maddie said, unity is strength. When there is teamwork and collaboration, wonderful things can be achieved. And honestly, guys, nowhere is this more true than in your marriage. And we're going to be digging into that on today's show. But before we get into the meat of the show, we always start One Extraordinary Marriage with a hug. And the hugs are really your way to share what's going on in your marriage, the breakthroughs that you've experienced, the celebrations. And mm-hmm. this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's free download, Our Six Questions. And you can pick that up at OurSixQuestions.com. And as we're going to be talking about unity and becoming closer in today's episode, I want to encourage each and every one of you to pick up this free resource because it's a tool to do just that, become more unified and get closer. Because these six questions are going to help you connect at a deeper level. They're going to start the conversation when it feels like there's nothing to talk about. They're going to provide an opportunity for the two of you to connect and come closer together. And I just want to give a warning. These questions have been known to bring a smile to your and your spouse's face when sharing. So just be warned that there might be some smiles going around, but you want to make sure that you head over to our six questions and that's the sixth, the number written out. So S I X our six questions.com to get that free resource. And today's hug actually came from an iTunes review and you know, we say this every time we read a review on iTunes, every time that you guys leave, you know, the five-star rating, or you put in a review about how much One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has impacted your marriage, you're not just doing that so that we can read it on the air or so that, you know, Tony and I are like, yay, we've impacted another marriage. Every time that you do that, you're impacting so many people because when they come to the show and they see 308 episodes and they're like, okay, well, let me see what these guys are talking about. Let's see what other people are saying. And they read a comment like the one I'm about ready to listen to. You're impacting other people's lives around the world. And here's what, uh, here's what this review had to say. It said, I found this podcast three weeks ago and have now listened to 90% of them. For me, the game changer was episode 230, vulnerability when trying new sexual positions. Mm. After I listened, I asked my husband to listen with me. Hello, unity, (laughs) being unified. While listening, we were able to discuss things we had never talked about. Oh, right on. And none of it had to do with positions. Amazing, guys. They got the conversation started jumping off of a podcast topic. Wow. So good. And and opened up the conversation in the marriage. She goes on to say, it was all about being vulnerable in front of each other. Since then, our intimacy has skyrocketed on every level. Right. We have on. been married for 20 plus years and things have always been okay, but not this good. And I can see us moving to great with your help. I cannot thank you enough. Love it. Love that this couple, and I hope, I hope you guys all heard when I read the fact that she's been married 20 plus years yeah. and they're still working on their marriage. They want to go from okay or good to the great, and they can actually have a vision because of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, because somebody said, hey, you need to listen to this show. Hey, you need to check this out, that they're now seeing that great is possible for them. Fist it, bump. 
fist bump. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fist bumping each one of you that every week say to a friend or you send out an email or you share the podcast and say, you need to listen to this because that's how imp- lives are being impacted around the world. And it's, it's what gets us fired up. And yeah, you know, as we were thinking about this show to become one, uh, it was really interesting because I don't think that we've ever actually talked about the fact that part of the one extraordinary marriage name came from that scripture verse mm-hmm. to become one. And, and as I, you know, I went back and I looked through all 308 titles. Uh, yes, there are now 308 and we never called a show to become one. We've never, I don't think we've talked about it in as much detail as we're going to talk about today, just the power of unity in marriage. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to just even back up all the way to, I mean, the podcast is now six years old. Um, happy birthday podcast because it's the end of January and we started January six years ago. Right. And I just want to share with you. So Mark chapter 10 verses seven to nine mm-hmm. are where the one extraordinary marriage came from because in Mark, it says this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Mm-hmm to become one. And that was really when, you know, six years ago is actually a little bit longer than that because the podcast came after we'd been working on the, the concept of one extraordinary marriage for a while, but that was what was driving us right to become one. And it's become such an integral part of how Tony and I live our lives. And yet we know because we get emails from you guys each and every week, we know because a few weeks ago, we sent out a survey to everyone that's on our email list that subscribes to our newsletter and said, hey, we want to get some feedback from you guys. We want to know what's going on in your marriage. You know, basically, it was like we were asking you to share with us the state of your marriage. And, and thank you to each and every one of you who came to the plate and, and shared. You guys overwhelmed us with your responses. And first of all, like Tony said, we have to say thank you because Mm -hmm. that feedback allows us to look forward and project what we're going to be doing because you guys, you guys were transparent with us. You shared what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. You shared the challenges that you're facing and you shared your dreams and hopes. I mean, very much like that hug I read at the beginning of the show where this wife says, you know what, we've been okay, but we can envision great. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of you shared in your responses. Where do you want your marriage to be? What, what would make it a 10, you know, and, and yet as we were reading these responses, especially when we were reading through all of the different challenges and there were hundreds of responses guys, and we've read all of them, you know, we take it as no small thing that you chose to respond and share your thoughts with us. The number one thing that kept coming through, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff on communication and trust, but all of those boil down to this whole idea behind unity. This idea that in marriage, the two of you should be unified, two should become one. And and we were seeing that there's this lack of unity in areas like handling your finances, dealing with family, what's going on with your kids, your sex life, having conversations, creating a safe environment for the two of you to even have a conversation, mm-hmm. spending time together. And, and you know, the list went on and on. I mean, that's just kind of like the 30,000 foot view. But what we were hearing time and time again is that unity is a challenge in your marriage, that, that one or both of you have not, have not committed fully to this idea of two becoming one. And, and because it's such an integral core value for one extraordinary marriage. We wanted to just bring it to the plate with this show 
and, and talk about the impact of not being unified and what you can specifically do this week to start growing the unity in your marriage. Yes. Right, because I'm pretty sure that you all would agree that not a single one of you got married so that you could do life by yourself. Right. right. I, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, right. If, if, it, if it was, you'd just stay single. It's a lot easier. Right. I mean, you don't have to deal with, you know, somebody else's quirky habits and you don't have to deal with, you know, in-laws and, you know, whether or not the toilet seat is up or down and which way the toilet paper roll goes on. And, you know, is it chocolate or vanilla? You just get to make all your own decisions. Right. Right. And yet, you know, I'm also not saying that you, the two of you have to do each and everything together 24-7. You know, like unity is not complete togetherness. Right. Like I'm going to tell you right now that if Tony and I had to spend 24, seven, 365, 365 days together with each other, it would not be good for us. We need our, we need our time. I mean, we're we're unified in, in certain fronts, but it doesn't mean that we work out together every single day or, or have the same desires and goals. Um, You know, it doesn't mean that we have to have exactly the same meal at lunch. You know, it's, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about sort of that foundational piece of unity. And I want to start with what happens when you don't feel unified, mm. because I think a lot of you are experiencing that right now in your marriage. And so, you know, when, when I see couples who aren't unified, and these are couples who are experiencing distance in their marriage, you know, just this growing drift, right? They're feeling disconnected. There's a high level of frustration. You know, some of you feel worthless because you're not being validated by your spouse. You feel invisible or lonely or even angry. And we can, as Elisa was going down that list, I could honestly say that in some point over the last 19 years of our marriage, I have been there. And I think Elisa would say the same. So I'm sure as, as Elisa was reading those off that you were going, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm there right now. I'm, I'm frustrated with my spouse right now, or I'm, I'm lonely in this moment. And I just want you to know that it doesn't always have to be that way. And for some of you, this is a season, mm-hmm. you know, I will tell you that when our, when we lost our second child, when Andrew was born at 18 weeks and never took a breath and I, and I went into a depression, um, that there was very little unity in our marriage. Like I just, I couldn't connect with Tony. I didn't even really want to for a long time. And, and that was a season that we were in when, when the recession hit in 2008 and our finances were dropping out from underneath us, there was a disconnect Mm-hmm. because of the stress, you know, Tony was the sole provider at the time. And, and when business, you know, dropped by 40%, 50%, almost seemingly overnight, you know, there was a lot of pressure on Tony. And, you know, in that, in that anxiety, in that stress, there was, there was a loneliness because he was just like, you know, shouldering it all on himself. And it wasn't something that we were sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had seasons where we've been so busy because we're like, oh yeah, kids, you can do this and you can do that. And we talk about busyness, right? But every once in a while, we trip up ourselves and get super busy and we're like, oh, there's no connection here. Like we're not unified. We're running in 25 different directions and there's no unity. Anger. I think I think anger is an underlying one that many of you may be feeling and anger will destroy unity. Be it if you, if you present it, 
You know, when I would get angry, when I had th- this bout of just disconnect and the, the words would come out, the, the, f- it was almost like fire. I mean, I could just feel my whole body just burning mm-hmm. and then the anger from within, like I wouldn't say it at all, but I would just fume and I would just sulk and I would, I would just get frustrated at things at Elisa, but she had no clue because the anger was all inside. I was holding it all in and, you know, I'm not going to share any of this because she should just know what's happening in my life. And, you know, when you're living in that place, it can feel like overwhelming, like clawing out of it, crawling out of it is going to be such a challenge. And, you know, Tony and I get behind these mics today to tell you that 19 years in, our unity is at a whole different level than it has ever been in our marriage. Like I remember, you know, our wedding day standing up before God and everybody else. Like I pledge to love you and, you know, and and it's this whole speech on unity. I mean, that's really what our wedding vows are, you know, two coming together and, you know, love, cherish and honor until death do you part. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, That was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. What I didn't know then was how that unity was going. Like my, concept of unity was going to grow and change over the 20 years that were going on here in, you know, 2016. I had no clue as I stood on that, in that gazebo, professing my undying love to Tony, right? No clue. And and I think a lot of you, those of you that are in your first years of marriage, I'm telling you, it's going to be, your concept of unity is going to be tested over the next decades. Those of you that have been married a while, you're like, oh yeah, you're nodding your head. You're like, Alisa, I totally get where you're coming from as far as this whole unity being tested. And what I want to say, and, what, and the hope that we want to bring to you guys today is that wherever you're at, you can improve your unity. Yes. Right? You can improve how the two of you see each other. You can improve how the two of you act towards each other. It doesn't have to be the state of disunity just because it's been that way in the past. Right? Just because you've always done something doesn't mean you always have to do something. Can we just put that out there as something that I think a lot of you, A, need to hear and B, need to start believing, right? Because a lot of you are stuck in your own goo and and doing the same thing over and over again and just wishing and praying that, you know, someday we'll be unified. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Well, I'm going to get a little bit on Elisa's soapbox here. You guys know I get like this every once in a while and say, you know what? You need to start taking action right? You need to start changing what you're doing and how you're relating to each other to bring the unity into your relationship. And the first thing, the very first thing that you need to do is you need to decide that that whole concept of two becoming one, of becoming unified in your marriage is not something for everybody else, but it's going to become the way of life for the two of you, right? Because I will tell you early years of our marriage, you know, there were still times when we would go to our respective parents first or, you know, put our family of origin ahead of our created family. Right. Right. Like we're like, okay, well, you know, to become one that that's kind of great for everybody else. But like, you know, well, my mom and dad said this or my mom and dad said this and and we'd kind of fall back on that family of origin. Some of you, some of you need to put some boundaries around your family relationships, your parents and their role in your life has changed now that you are married. And I want to share a quick story here. And for Elisa and I, you know, we battled this for a number of years early on. And so, you know, it it came a point where we were just like, you know what, we need to break free. And for us, what we ended up doing is we we moved out of the state. We We, got really drastic. Yeah. We we just moved out of California. And this is is our time up in Spokane. 
So for all of you guys up in Spokane, we love you guys. Hopefully we'll get up there again soon. My goodness, it's been so long. Love that city. And so we got away. We, it, it, that, that was the boundary we set up. And it was just like, we're on a new adventure. And this is us going out there. And really, for the first time in our marriage, for me, I would say that was a huge bonding experience for us. Because we let everything go. We sold everything. We got radical. We got crazy on the financial financial side. Got ourselves 50K out of debt. You know, we just did some things that were just crazy. And our parents were looking at us like, you guys are weird. And you know what? It was okay because from that, you know, that was one of those pieces where we were able to grow from, jump from. I'm not saying it was all perfect after that. But for you, you may be sitting around going, gosh, there's just too much. And so you may not have to do as drastic as Elisa and I did. And yet you need to do something right here, right now to let your family know that, hey, you married this person mm-hmm. and they, and, and you are going to be uni- unifying yourself to them mm-hmm. and they to you. And so it's time to set up some parameters like, mom, you can't call me every day. Okay. I, I, I love you. And yet I have things I got to do with my wife and I'm not trying to close you off or put you down or, or neglect you. I still love you. And yet the two become one. I become one with my spouse and I need to cleave to her mm-hmm. now, not you. And, and the same thing goes for, you know, your dad's right? Like, you know, they may want to say, well, you know, son, daughter, you really should do life this way. You know, this is what you need. And it's one thing to go and ask for advice. It's another thing to be told what to do. Because there are a lot of parents out there that have a hard time seeing their adult children as adults. Mm -hmm. And they view your marriage as another relationship that they can manipulate, influence, impact, whatever words you want to use. And the truth is, is that, you know, like when Tony talked about us moving to Spokane, a big part of that was that we needed to create our own identity as a married couple. And I think there are probably quite a few of you out there that don't know what your married couple identity looks like. What are the things that you like to do? I mean, before we moved to Spokane, I would venture a guess that three out of four weekends every month, we were doing something with Tony's family or extended family. Mm-hmm. Like the, it was just expected that we would be there. And so we drive, you know, to here, there and everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. We love family. But it's hard to like create your own set of uh, friends and routines and stuff when you're always expected to be at the family things. And when we came back, we actually put the kibosh on that. And believe me, it didn't go over well with, with folks. And we understand that. And yet we see the fruits of that now because it, it's us. It's us and us raising our family and it doesn't mean that we still don't see folks. It doesn't mean, but we didn't go to every single event that was happening. The other area where the two of you need to define, you know, kind of do that to become one is with your friends that you had prior to getting married. Because a lot of you are still spending a significant amount of time with mm-hmm. your friends and not investing in your marriage. And we did this early on in our marriage as oh well. Oh my gosh. And I mean, gosh, this is just, I mean, we're just sharing like things that have happened in our lives. And and I look back Listen to Tony and Lisa and don't do what we did. Yeah. And and you know, uh, you know what? You want to hang out with your friends. You want to do things with them. And I get that. And I'm not saying you don't do it. I mean, even to this day, we still do things with our friends. And yet 
again, we put certain parameters around that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not going out late nights every Friday and Saturday night to the bars with my buddies. Just not going to do that. It doesn't foster a a marriage that shows my spouse that I want to be with her. You know what I mean? In years past, early on in our marriage, yeah, that was something I did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I saw the impact that had. And so that's a place where, you know, you got to really start standing up and going, hey, I love you. Again, I love you. And yet I need to put some parameters around this. I can go, I can go out, you know, once a month with you. You know, let's go do it. And and if they're your true friends, they will be there. If they're gonna be, if they're gonna be dogging you, if they're gonna be putting you down because of that, I think you really gotta think twice and go, wait a minute. Well, why am I hanging out with you if you're gonna you're gonna treat me like that? Because the truth is, is that you need to have friends who are supportive of your marriage, right? You need to be surrounded by people. Part of being unified is having that support system of people that are like, you know what, I get it. You're married. Mm-hmm. You have your own life. So, you know, first you've got to define what or decide what to become one, that to become one is going to be your, your focus in your marriage. And then you've got to define what unity looks like for the two of you. You know, what are those key areas that, you know, maybe you haven't felt unified in the past that you want to work towards unity in? Is it your finances? Is it your family relationships? Is it disciplining the kids? I mean, that's a big one because we each come into marriage with our own like, well, my parents did it this way and I turned out fine. And my parents did it this way and I turned out fine. And sometimes kids bring out all kinds of disunity because you're like, don't do that. Well, that's how I, you know, and you get into this whole thing and and the kids are just sitting there going, this is better than anything we could watch on TV. Like, let's just light up our parents because they're just going at it. This is pure entertainment. And the fact of the matter is, is that your children need to see a unified front. Yeah. Right. And and if, and if that is you right now, um, I will say wholeheartedly for those of you, if you have kids and you guys are just, you're butting heads because of the kids right now, you guys got to figure that piece out because Elisa and I were there with both of our kids. And I mean, just the, the disjointedness that was happening. We picked up a program called total transformation mm-hmm. and I'll put a link to that here in the show notes, but that program, no kidding was just just sort of the 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 tipping point for us and it allowed us to really understand our kids more how they would would use each each of us against each other at times and we were able to implement that and understand that and brought Elisa and I together to go no th- this isn't acceptable be this isn't acceptable behavior and we're, we're not going to as a mom and dad, husband and wife, we're not going to deal with that anymore. And we've actually used that language, mm-hmm. you know, and part of it's changing the language. And, and when there is disunity in your marriage, a lot of times you, it, it can become difficult to actually express that. And so as you're having these conversations, as you're starting to explore what this looks like in your marriage, you may need to sit down and have our state of our marriage conversation mm-hmm. where you're sitting down and saying, you know, what does unity work look like to me? Like if we were unified as a couple, what would that look like? And you need to be able to explain that to your spouse and hear their version of what unity looks like. And the two of you have got to come together and have a working definition that that you both agree on. Because if you can't even agree on your definition, 
it's going to be very hard to bring unity into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you've got to identify those areas where you haven't felt unified and where you have, because I'm sure for each and every couple, each and every one of you listening to us, there are some areas where you're like, you know what? We've got that one nailed. Like some of you are going, you know what? We worked on our finances last year. Like we are working on getting debt free. That's an area where we're playing on the same team. And some of you are thinking, uh, oh, you know what? Like the sex thing is still a little bit off for us. Like, you know, he wants sex this number of times a week and she wants sex this number of times and we haven't figured out the intimacy lifestyle yet, right? So there are different areas and and you've got to be able to share how it feels when you aren't unified because if your spouse doesn't know, it's hard for them to understand why something would need to change, right? If they don't understand that you feel disconnected or distanced or lonely or angry or frustrated, And, you know, part of building unity in the marriage, too, is also as you work on those communication skills, being able to share that in a safe place, right? Because as the two of you can can strengthen your communication, as you can work on these areas, and all of a sudden the unity starts to rise in your marriage. And so, you know, when I talk about the unity rising and, you know, creating this safe place, then that final step is devising a plan to create more unity in those areas where you don't feel it. You know, when, when we were experiencing so much disunity with the kids, you know, we got to a point where we looked at each other and we're like, we need help, mm-hmm. right? We have got to do something different or these two are going to tear us apart and they're little, like, how is this happening, right? And, you know, when we struggled in our finances, we, you know, Tony's like, we got to get a plan, right? So Dave Ramsey, financial peace, here we go, right? Got to have a plan. Because here's the thing, guys, that when the two of you are playing, <laughs> when you're doing battle against each other, when you're playing on different teams, there's no unity there, right? It's not me versus her or him versus her or her versus him. The two of you should be a team. Unity means that you're playing on the same team against each other or against everything else. Right. And I'll put this in the show notes, episode 128, playing on the same team. So go listen to that one as well, because we really bring in that Hey, what does TEAM stand for? T-E-A-M. Mm-hmm. And it's an acronym. So go on over to episode 128. Again, I'll put that in the show notes, playing on the same team, because that's going to, you know, that sort of comes together with unity. Absolutely. So, and some of you might be looking at these areas of your life, be it finances or sex or kids or, or whatnot, and you're like, you know what, we need some reinforcements here right? Like we haven't been doing so well on our own. We've been trying to figure this out. We've been trying to, you know, just power our way through. And maybe you need, maybe you need coaches in your life. Maybe you need advisors like your financial advisor. Maybe you need a pastor to come alongside of you. You know, whatever it is, bring in those people. Okay. Can I, can I be very blunt here to say that asking for help is actually a sign of strength instead of a sign of weakness. Working through the challenges that you're facing is actually the way to improve your marriage instead of shoving everything under the rug. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for those of you that have been you know, listening to the show and you're like, you know what, that's not us. We don't have that sense of to become one. We haven't gotten there yet and we don't know how to do it on our own. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and, and let's, get, let's get coaching as a part of your marriage. Let's get the two of you playing on the same team. Let's get unity back in your marriage. Right, because I'm telling you, and I know Tony feels the same way, where we are right now as a unified couple is light years away from the couple that stood up on October 5th, 1996 in a gazebo at a winery in Temecula and said, I promise to love you as long as life shall last. 
Yeah. Just like not even in the same solar system in terms of where we are and where our marriage is. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it's because you've been married so long. No, it's because we chose probably about eight years ago now that to become one was going to be the verse that was going to define not only this marriage, but this company and this podcast as well. Yeah. And and so, you know, our mission is to impact one million marriages. And we love that because the one with one extraordinary marriage goes. And it's true. I mean, that's why we're honored and humbled to know that you come here every Tuesday and listen because it's impacting your life. We don't read hugs at the beginning of every show for our ego. That That's not for us. It's for you guys. It's for you guys to know that you're impacting other lives and marriages are being changed. So this week, go out there, you know, unify yourselves, listen to this together. Really, this is one of those shows that you got to go together in, you know, listen, listen by yourself, get your spouse to listen, start talking about these things. How is it that you guys can go forth this year, right? We're making this our best year ever. So how do we go forth this year, making it our best year ever becoming unified as one? What is it we need to do? Do we need to let some family members know that we've got some boundaries. We're going to set up some boundaries. Is it some friends that need to know that, hey, it's time for some boundaries? Do the kids need to realize that the two of you, the two of you are a front, that they can't go to one and then the other and you know expect to, to get something? Because we know that. We've been there too. So whatever one it is, discuss it together. Sit down. And realize, folks, you're on a journey together. And two becoming one is a journey that we walk time and time again. And there are going to be times when you need to pick up your spouse. And there are going to be times when your spouse needs to pick up you. But through that journey together, we're going to become one till the end. Till the end. And we're going to look at each other in the eyes and just go, we did it. Thank you. Thank you. So go out there. We we just hope that unity is something that will become part of your marriage this year we love you guys have a fantastic week and you can contact us at info at one extraordinary marriage.com or 858-876-5663 love you guys